Okay, you ready for this? Is right now the single most important, best time on the planet ever to be in this business? The answer is yes, and here's why. So here's the thing, entrepreneurs, leaders, salespeople, we all want to create consistent, repeatable, and scalable ways to grow our business and our income. And we want to do it better, faster, and more seamlessly. Why? So we can actually enjoy our lives, take vacations, and spend the quality time we want with the people that we love. How do we do all this without spending a fortune or running ourselves ragged? That's the big question, and this show is dedicated to the answer. Hey, welcome back to the podcast. I just want to say thanks to everybody out there listening uh, and just uh, feeling so grateful right now. We crossed over a million downloads in the first four months. Uh, just a huge shout out to uh, Richard, who is my producer for this. He was the producer of the Tom Ferry Show, and he's standing across from me right now. And I just want to say thank you. And thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for all of you out there that have listened and shared this with other friends. So today, uh, we're reflecting back on and think about Think about how important this message is. Last year at the summit, I came out and said, here are eight different things you can do to become undisruptible. With so much change happening in our industry from pricing to consumer behaviors to market disruptors to discounters to disintermediators, I think it's just critical for us to take a stance, to get a position right in the market for your tribe, for your customers, so they know who you are, what you stand for, what you're all about, so they don't get confused by the noise of the market. So uh, listen up, share this with a friend, especially if you know somebody that is just feeling like they've lost their way, maybe things aren't as fresh, or they're just, they're just in complaint mode about all these quote unquote competitors instead of doing something about it, because that's what today's podcast is all about. So here's the deal. To get started, I wrote down the following. You ready? Don't write it down. Just listen. Disruptors, discounters, disintermediators are all distracting you from doing what you're supposed to be doing. You guys with me on this? And some of you will get that and some of you won't. But the disruptions that are happening in our industry, which is more exciting than it's ever been in my opinion, right? The disintermediators coming in trying to get between you and your customers every day and the discounters, because in a good market, when do the discounters show up? I'm going to show you guys today how to absolutely annihilate all of them. Are you guys up for that? That's a bold promise. There's some shit going on right now in the market. Yes or yes, guys. Let me just, let me just frame it this way. Welcome to the new normal market. Say that out loud. Now, if you're under 10 years in real estate, you have no idea what I'm talking about. You've heard stories of things like expired listings. You've heard stories of things like having to actually do more than hit enter in the MLS to get a property sold. My aim over the next 18 months is to position you today, tomorrow, and Thursday so you are light years ahead of everyone else in your marketplace. Are you guys up for that? Now, some of you have known me for a long time and you remember being on conference calls with me at the end of 2006 when I was introducing you to friends of mine that had large REO accounts. And in 2006, James, when I'm saying, hey, everybody, join me on this conference call. I have this guy, and he's got all these assets, and it's REOs. I literally had people saying to me, what? REOs? How do you think those agents felt in 2007, 8, 9 after those conference calls? 
Now, am I saying that we are going into that kind of market? No, no. Every economist, Kenny, is saying the same thing. Instead of in the U.S. market, a 50% appreciation in home values over the last five years, we're going to slow down to like 3 to 4%. 3 to 4% annually, putting us at, you know, call it 18, like in that range. That's a normal real estate market. Everybody say, normal real estate market. I, I can't hear you. Turn to your buddy and say, welcome to the new normal market. We're going to keep beating that into our heads. So when we go back to our office and people are like, oh my God, the market's really slow. We're going to laugh hysterically, get back to work, and do what we do to build our business and let the naysayers and the doubters and the fear-based mongers, let them do their thing. Cool? All right. So here's what I wrote down. Three questions. You ready? Now listen for the way I'm framing the question. Regardless of obvious market cycles, regardless of obvious market cycles, do I believe that right now is the single greatest time on the planet to be alive and to be in this business? Oh, you say yes, but I know some of you have fear and doubt. Let me say it to you again. Regardless of obvious market cycles, things go up, things go down, things go up, things go down. It's just the way of the world. It's only happened forever. Regardless of obvious market styles, do I believe that right now, Jason, this is the single greatest time on the planet to be alive and be in this business, yes or no? Yes. I can't hear you. Yes. Now notice with caught 5,500 of you inside the room, that means I didn't hear enough yeses. So my job over the next couple of days is to help the people that didn't answer or said yes only because the person to their right or left said yes and they thought it might be the appropriate seminar thing to do. I don't want to say no, but the truth is I'm, you know, I'm, I'm fearful, I'm nervous, I'm skeptical. My friends, when we're in that state and we create that doubt and we create that fear, what we create is paralysis and we do nothing. And in times of change, action is required, yes or yes. So I wrote down the following, you ready? Here's some stats you might want to consider. There's 78 million people that want to buy a house in the next four to five years. 78 million. 78, that's a big number, yes? That's a huge number. How about this? In the European market, there'll be $120 billion paid out in commissions this year. $120 billion in euros and Swiss francs and $120 billion in the U.S. market. It's an $86 billion commission opportunity. $86 billion in commissions is right now an extraordinary time to be in this business. And can I give you the most exciting stat I just got from my buddy Chris Heller? How many of you guys know who Chris Heller is? Chris and I have been friends since I was sneaking into Costa's at 19, celebrating my 21st birthday three years in a row. So I'm going back for a few of my old, old friends. He and I were chatting a couple days ago. I want you to write down this number. Just, I'm going to use this as a U.S. number just as an example for my friends around the world. There's 1.3 million agents at NAR. 1.3 million. Write that down. 1.3 million agents. Let me show you how exciting it is right now to be in this business. 1.3 million agents. Take a stab right now at the number of agents in the U.S. who in 2017 
sold more than 25 homes. Write down your number. 1.3 million agents. How many of the agents, we're using just a U.S. example for easy math, 1.3 million agents. How many did 25 or more transactions last year? Write down your number. You ready for this? Is right now the single most important, best time on the planet ever to be in this business? The answer is yes, and here's why. 3% of the agents last year did more than 25 transactions. 3%. Do me a favor, look at your buddy and say, you have no competition. <laughs> right? Direct from Corfax, 43,000 agents last year. 43,000 agents did 25 or more. Dude, you guys do that in a month. <laughs> Think about that. 43,000 agents. Now, just for fun, I know I got new agents and people watching on the live cast all over the world. Raise your hands if in the last 12 months you've done more than 25 transactions. Raise your hands. Raise them up really high. Okay? Look, surprise. <laughs> just about everybody in the front. What if I told you that last month inside of the hub we did 12,077 transactions amongst 4,300 agents? Those 4,300... 10% of the total are our coaching members. Clap it up for our coaching members. That's insane, Joe. Now, but there's a caveat, write this down. There's been $5 billion invested in our industry in the last five years. $5 billion, Jeff, coming into Toronto, to Tel Aviv, all around the world trying to figure out how do we get another piece of that 86 billion? How do we discount it? How do we get in the middle of the real estate agent? How do we get you guys out of the way? This is what's happening all over the world. This should tell you that you are in one of the most important industries on the planet and what you do every day really matters. But here's the deal, my friends. When there's this much opportunity, is there going to be competition, yes or yes? Here's the great news. It's not the other agents. Do you want another interesting stat? Check this one when you go home. Check the number of agents in your MLS that have not done a transaction this year. The number will startle you. In many cases, it's half the agents in your MLS have not even done a transaction. Think about that, guys. Think about that for a minute. We, inside this room, need to acknowledge one of two mindsets. In your notes, write this down. For my longtime friends, you know it. Am I in a fixed mindset or a growth mindset? Am I in a fixed mindset or a growth mindset? Am I in a fixed mindset in that I don't believe I can do more? Tom, you don't understand my problems, or I'm afraid to work too hard, or what if I build a business like this and it's going to totally consume my life, or Tom, I don't want to make phone calls and people don't want to be called and I don't want to do this work and I'm not even sure what the hell I'm doing inside this room. <laughs> Fixed mindset. Afraid of rejection, afraid to make mistakes, afraid to screw up, heaven forbid to try something new and step outside of my comfort zone. My friends, Look at your neighbor and say, we all have some fixed mindsets. It's context specific, right? You might not have a fixed mindset spiritually, but maybe when it comes to calling expired listings, you immediately... And yet, aren't those people, they just made a mistake. They hired the wrong agent. That's all they did. And they're waiting for you to call as an example. But if you can't 
identify yourself as someone that makes the challenging calls, that does what the amateurs don't, that goes out of their way to make a difference and serve. If you don't identify with yourself in that light, you don't take action. But I'm getting a little ahead of myself. Growth mindset, write this down. Ready? Lean in to innovation. That's what the growth mindset really is. We lean into innovation. And I'm not just talking innovation technology. What is the single most important thing we need to innovate over the next three days? What is the single most important thing we have to innovate over the next three days? What is it, my friends? It is the way you identify yourself in this business. Do you see yourself as someone that makes a difference, that sells 25 homes a year or 25 homes a month? Because this is what I know. Who has done this with me before? Put your arm out like this. Who knows this exercise? So here is your goal. And then where are normally our behaviors? And what always wins, my friends? Our goals or our behaviors? So Byron, here's the challenge. What I know is however you identify yourself, your identity determines your beliefs. Your beliefs determine your behaviors. Over the next three days, the, the chiropractic adjustment I want to make on your back and your spine and your brain is that you shift your identity into someone that can sell 25 homes a month or whatever your heart desires. Does that make sense? Do me a favor. Look at your buddy and say, change your brain, change your life. By the way, if you're new, there's going to be lots of brainwashing from your neighbor. All right, let's go to number two, the second question. Write this down, you ready? And I'm going kind of quick, so just go high level with me. In today's obvious battle for the win of the consumer, in today's obvious battle for the win of the consumer, everyone's going after the consumer, not just you anymore. Everybody's coming after them. $16 billion a year ad spend trying to get the people in your farm, your open house, your database to go to them. Television, radio, online, offline, everything. Lots of competition. How many of you love competition, say I? Not as many hands. I love competition. Competition makes me get better. Competition makes me innovate. I want you to write down the following. You ready? Write down the following quote, old school, Peter Drucker, all business is innovation and marketing. 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 The moment you stop innovating to surprise and delight your customer to do it more beautifully, someone else shows up. Guys, who's bought something from Amazon in the last year? Raise your hands. How about this morning? If you haven't read, a lot of my Team Plus members inside the room and a lot of my coaches know because I've been an advocate of this, you can Google all of the annual shareholders letter from the CEO. And for 21 straight years, here's what he said. We at Amazon are committed to making it as easy as possible for customers to buy from us. That's what we focus on. How much time are you spending making it as easy as possible for people to list with you? As easy as possible to do a loan with you? As easy as possible to buy a house from you? That, my friends, is where your innovation should be focused. How do I make the experience for the customer so effortless, so beautiful, so exciting? We're talking really about your value proposition here. When that is right, 
everything is right. But when you can't articulate why I should work with you over a discounter, you are dead. If you can't articulate why listing at your price with your marketing and your terms when someone else said they would do it for hire at a lesser commission, if you don't know how to go, what the, and kill that, you're dead. Yes or no, guys? So we have to innovate. This isn't an option, my friends. But then there's that whole marketing thing. I'd like you to consider that most of you are not marketing anywhere near the level you should be today. Nowhere near. Look, at, if I go into your town and I'm not getting geo-targeted on my Instagram, my Twitter, my Facebook feed, if I go into your town and every store I walk into or every website I go to, I suddenly see an ad of you online. If you're not in my face every single day on the most important device on the planet, you are non-existent. Turn to your buddy and say, you can't be a secret agent. But here's the deal, guys. You're competing against a $16 billion ad spend. People with 40, 50, 60, 80, 200, 300 people on their marketing team, plus their agencies trying to figure this shit out. You can't sit back idly and just say, I'm going to work my database and see what happens. Because your database is being inundated with beautiful marketing. Yes or yes, my friends. So don't write it down. Just listen. Where have you perhaps fallen behind? Where have you perhaps fallen behind? Is it the differentiation between you and the rest? Is it clear and articulate? Why you versus the competition? Is it perhaps in a more modernized way to brand yourself, to become that person that everyone knows? They don't have to like you, but they have to know who you are. They don't have to choose you, but Michael, when they're talking to their friend, they still gotta go, well, this Michael Sands guy's pretty good, man. I kinda see his stuff everywhere. That's what we're talking about. Have you fallen behind perhaps on technology, on speed to lead, on lead generation and marketing, and maybe, just maybe, your presentation style with buyers and sellers? Be honest, tell your buddy one area that you've had a little fixed mindset in and you've fallen behind. Tell your buddy. Number three, you ready? Write down, knowing the market is going to adjust. Knowing the market is going to adjust. And some of you are like, it's already adjusted. I know. Knowing the market's going to adjust, knowing the market's going to adjust to the new normalized market, to the new normalized market, here's the most important question. You ready, Scott? What must I do in the next 18 months to ensure domination? What must I do in the next 18 months to ensure domination? What must I do in the next 18 months to make sure that my house, my business is so secure and so tight and so ready that I become undisruptible. Say that word for me. Undisruptible. Say it again. How many of you remember the business in 2007, 8, 9? Who remembers a few agents that were disruptible? Companies. The industry became very disruptible at that time. What do, you know what it is, guys? You know what it reminds me of? Who has children that you're aware of? Who has kids? <laughs> it really got me thinking, like, what would be the simplest, easiest, metaphorical example I could give you to set the tone for the mindset I want you to have? And I thought, 
stories, the Bible. There's just so many things to pull from. But this one I think you all know. Do you guys know the story of the three little pigs? Who, who doesn't know that story that you're hearing it for the first time just so I know? Okay, so no one. But let me tell it to you in a different way. Have you ever heard the story of the three little agents? So, you know, Daddy Coach sends his three little agents out into the business to go create their fortune. The first one being kind of a lazy son of a bitch, what does he do? He very quickly puts some hay together and says, here's my house. I'm ready to go. Let me go fart around, go to Starbucks, have some drinks, screw around, get on Facebook for 11 hours and do nothing. But I've got my house. It's built of hay. The second one being a little more committed what does he do? He very quickly grabs some sticks and thinks, well, this has got to be better than the hay. Let me get this thing organized. And he builds his little house out of sticks. But the last one, you know, that Tom Ferry coaching client, the one that really got it, the one that was like, hey, man, I'm all in. This is my business. I'm going to do this right. Took the time to lay the bricks and build that house that was undisruptible. And then what happened? The big bad market got a whiff of those agents. And what happens when the big bad market gets a whiff of agents with a house built out of hay? What's that, how's that script go? I'm gonna huff and I'm gonna puff and I'm gonna blow your business in. Well, you all know how the story goes. The first one gets blown out immediately and that little agent runs as quickly as possible to the little stick house. Well, that only took a few more breaths and maybe a little swat you know, like interest rates go to five and a half. Well, psh, you with me? And that, you know, 19 transaction a year, all buyers, no skills, no savvy, psh, gone, instantly disrupted. And the two little agents run to someone that built that brick house. This may be the next evolution of teams we're talking about, my friends. And that, for many of you, should excite you because that person built their house out of bricks sturdy, stable, multiple pillars of lead generation, the right disciplines, the right back office systems, tech-enabled business, modern, relevant, pushing the envelope, innovating and growing. And when the big bad market showed up to that one, what happened? <laughs> Nothing. Hey, thanks for the extra breeze. We appreciate it. Didn't the big bad market eventually climb down the chimney, was it? Is that how the story went? And what'd you do? You lit the fire and burned his ass. Now, I'm trying to give you easy ones, guys, because I don't like things that are too complicated. But I want you to be very honest right now. Be very honest. The first little piggy had no consistent lead generation in marketing. The second little agent had a little bit. But you know what? Wasn't fully committed. Wasn't walking around going, this is my business. This is my business. No, they were just kind of going, I'm doing some deals. It's kind of fun. I'm always kind of busy. And I'm like, drink. You know, but at least it wasn't made out of hay, so I was a little bit more organized, right? I got my CRM. I never use it, but at least I got one. And the third one was built out of bricks, sturdy, powerful, unstoppable. Be honest and tell your buddy, which of the houses have you built? Tell your neighbor right now. It should be a really easy answer. Tell me which one, hay, sticks, or bricks? Well, obviously, I'm talking to all my peeps up here. I want to hear you in the back. Hey, sticks or bricks, real loud. Are you sure? Are you sure? Steel. How many of you think it might be a good idea 
to really secure the business for what's to come. What do you guys think? And by the way, I am not a negative person. I am not doubting the market. I just signed a lease agreement for an extra like 25,000 square feet to add another 200 full-time employees to my business. I am fucking all in. You with me? But here's the deal. Here's the deal. It's built out of brick. We have been building and building and building and building and building, thinking of you in mind, secure, organized, efficient. My wife and I run a business. My wife's like, I'm a businesswoman. You with me? Like, she's tough as shit. She's Italian too, so don't mess with her. But like, it's a business. It means something to us. You with me? This is how we changed our financial destiny. This is how we set up our children. This is how we help all of our employees and all of our coaches and all of our insanely great clients. This means something to us. We wake up thinking about how to do it better, make it right, always innovate. Do me a favor, look at your buddy and say, this is my business. No, 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 you gotta say it like you mean it. Say, this is my business. Say it again. Look at your buddy and say, I'm not a hobbyist. This is real deal. So here's what I wrote down. You ready? There might be a slide. Write this in your notes. And we're jumping into the eight, eight things we have to do to become undisruptible. Write this down. The market will discipline, the market will discipline those that fail to discipline themselves. The market will discipline those that fail to discipline themselves. The market will discipline those that fail to discipline themselves. The market will discipline you. You don't want to be disciplined with your finances? No problem. The market will do it for you. You don't want to be disciplined with making your phone calls? No problem. Just learn to live off less income. Is anybody who follows me on Instagram? Did anybody notice that last week I was a little pissed? I, I was posting things like this. Hey, if you don't want to make your phone calls, that's cool. Just tell your family and get used to saying this. Sorry, we can't afford it. I choose not to make my phone calls so you can't get new Nikes. Sorry. But I drink at 4 o'clock in the afternoon. So I want to talk to you about the eight disciplines. The eight things we need to put in place. Now, many of these you've done. I acknowledge for so many of you, many of these you've done. we got to make sure, though, that they're ironclad and tight. So as the market does what the market does, you are secure. You have mitigated the risk. You are in a position as the world gets nervous and stops marketing and stops doing what they're supposed to be doing, that you get a pounce. Does that make sense? And oh, by the way, a little side benefit, if the world goes on sale and you have all the cash, who's in a good position? When are all the fortunes made, my friends? When the market's going up? Or taking advantage of the slowdowns, the dips, the opportunities. So let's get prepared for it. Here's what I wrote down. You ready? Hey, so I wanted to share something with you really fast, jumping in the middle of my own podcast here. If you're like me, you're paying attention to market changes, certainly increased competition, different types of competition, new technology, consumer behaviors, and without a shadow of a doubt, the consumer's expectations are changing in terms of 
what they expect from you, what they expect from their experience. And let's face it, if you're not feeling fresh, relevant, on top of your game, then you're clearly going to be in your head. And when you're in your head, you're dead. You and I both know that. You got to get back into certainty and into the right action, which is everything we're going through this year at the Success Summit. So you're listening to me live where I was last year. My request is you reach out and you join us this year. Whether you're in the room with you know 5,999 of your friends or you're watching me live on the podcast in the convenience of your iPhone or your home or wherever you choose to do it, I would just challenge you. I know this, that if we aren't constantly reinventing us, who we are, what we stand for, our business, the way we're marketing ourselves, the way that we are competing in this environment, and for one session alone, where I'm going to walk you through 37 different marketing campaigns to increase the size of your referral base and the number of referrals you receive, 37 different campaigns. For that alone, you're going to get a 10, 20, 30x on it. So, hey, let's get back to the podcast, but go to tomferry.com and get yourself registered for the summit. Hope to see you in August. In your notes, where it says like bold statements, this is, these are my bold statements. You ready? I wrote down eight ways to become undisruptible. Eight ways for us to become undisruptible. You ready? So here's the eight ways. The first one I feel very confident in, the vast majority of you. The very first thing is a mindset. And we've already said it multiple times. Write it in your notes. This is my business. This is my business. This is how I'm going to transform my life. This is how I'm going to transfer my family's life. This is how I'm going to transfer the lives of all the people I get to work with. My partners, my clients, my assistant, my teammates. This is the transformational vehicle that I have taken on. This is my business. Say it to your neighbor right now. No, say it like, like, how, is anybody in the room religious besides me, like slightly God, Buddha, Allah, Muhammad, whatever dog, whatever you're into, like something, right? If you are slightly religious, do you believe that God in her infinite wisdom, as you were making your way out to the universe, she's whispered in your ear, go be an average realtor. <laughs> no, do you think that happened or no? But here's the deal, you ready? There's 1.3 million agents in the US and only 43,000 sold 25 homes a year. In my professional opinion, we have about 700,000 more agents than we need. You with me on this? Easily. I'm not talking about the assistants that are licensed. I'm not talking about the person that's licensed for no, I'm talking about the ones that show up every day, drink coffee, use free Wi-Fi, screw around, do nothing, and make the rest of us look bad. So we have to say, this is my business. What I do matters. How I treat it, how I operate it, how I run it, who I let into it, who I kick out of it, all of it matters, yes? I don't know if you're getting my intensity on this. Do you hear me? Listen, the world needs intelligent, rock star, committed real estate professionals. There are enough bananas out there. I'm asking you to step up your commitment. And I know every day, 
every day. Do I get to go on vacation? What do you think in my world? What do you think the answer is? Heck yes. And I hope a lot of them. But it is a shift, my friends. And I want you to write down the following. You ready? I'm super clear. Write down identity, beliefs, behaviors. Identity, beliefs, behaviors. How you identify with yourself. The things you say to yourself about yourself in this business. When someone says to you, hey, what's going on? You're like, oh, Oh, this is my friend Martha. Oh, hi, I'm Martha. I'm a school teacher. What do you do? (laughs) Or are you like, Martha, I'm a real estate professional in this town. And I got to tell you, I get to transform lives every single day. I get to work with the most important human need, housing. That's what I get to do every single day. And it's so special. And I never take it for granted. This is my business. This is what I do. I'm super pumped. How about you? Tell me about school. Tell me about teaching. What, What are you all about? Here's the thing, guys. Answer me this. Do you identify yourself as someone that loves to get on the phone and prospect? Do you identify yourself with someone that is building a business? Do you identify yourself as someone that recognizes where you are today has absolutely nothing to do with where you can be in five years? Do you identify yourself as someone that gets breakdown to breakthrough? Do you identify yourself as someone that takes risks? Oh, less yeses though. Do you identify yourself as someone that eats rejection for breakfast? Someone that understands they're not rejecting you. They just don't need my services at this time. They just don't need it at this time. But they're going to need it later. And I'm not going anywhere. This is my business. This is what I do. Look at my friend Maxine Gallons up there. Maxine, will you stand up? Look at this gorgeous gal. Do you remember Maxine from last year? I was at her 80th birthday party. 80th birthday party. 80th. Look at her. Thank God Nick isn't here because he'd be prospecting right now. Here's what you got to get. What the hell else is she going to do? She's figured it out. I'm going to dance three hours a day. I'm going to travel the world and do dance competitions. I'm going to get my hair done, my nails done. I'm going to go to all the baseball games I want to go to. And every now and then, I'll list a $10 million house and sell it. Right? And her and her insanely brilliant daughter have put together this world-class ninja team of experts doing what it is that they do to navigate and consistently be doing 100 million, 120 million, regardless of the market. They figured it out. They are that last little piggy that have built that business that's withstood the test of time. She's 80. What is she going to do? Retire? What do retired people do? They die. I mean, look, who else would like to dance three hours a day, get your hair done, nails done, have a massage, screw around, have some fun. She's got a hot guy, right? Go see your grandkids play professional baseball and college baseball and in between do $120 million in sales. Who would like that? But see, when I met Maxine and Marty after they formed their partnership, you know, two plus decades ago, they were super clear. This is a business. And what we do matters. And I'm going to take it really seriously. Because you know what? The customers that hire me, they take it very seriously. So that's the first one. Number two. You ready? You want to be undisruptible? Say yes. Yes. 
Write this down in your notes in big letters or in the app in big letters. Start stockpiling cash. Start stockpiling cash. Start stockpiling cash. Say to your neighbor right now, you do not have enough cash. That is not an affirmation. <laughs> My friends, I have a very simple intention for all of you. No debts, no debts, no debts, no debts. Drive your revenue through the roof and save so much cash that when you walk in the bank, they stop and they clap. You with me? Now, I want you to write down the following. You ready? You got 18 months. How much cash are you going to save in the next 18 months? How much cash are you going to save in the next 18 months? So you are in a place, no matter what happens, that you do this. You ready? Oh, the market's making adjustment? Who gives a shit? Hold on, let me go to the ATM. What a great number. I think I'll call a FISBO today. Since I already have X in the bank, this is easy. Who gives a shit if they do something with me? How much cash are you going to put in the bank in the next 18 months? Define that however you want, an investment account, whatever it may be. Tell your buddy right now, what is your cash savings commitment in the next 18 months? On the live cast, what is your cash saving commitment over the next 18 months? Tell your neighbor right now. So here's the dealio. Here's the dealio. There's like three subjects that people never want to talk about. How much you weigh. You know what this is? Five pounds of fat. And I'm not going to ask you to turn to your neighbor and give him a little touch. But I, I think there's a few of us that might have like one here, a few dudes with them here. Three things people don't want to talk about. How much they weigh, how much money they have, because that makes people really nervous. And then you can throw in things like politics, which I don't give a shit about. But the other two, it's what I want to talk about all the time. How healthy can we be? How long can we live? How much energy can we have? How much of a full life can we experience? And oh, by the way, not do it penny pinching. Let's do it at level 10. Is that available for all of us? Yes or yes? yes. If you and I were sitting one-on-one, -on -one, you came to my office and you were like, okay, man, I'm serious about this. I get it's coming. I'm already feeling it in the market. I can sense the adjustment. And you know what? I got to be honest. I didn't save as much. I didn't do the things I was supposed to do. I got too many new cars and too much crap, stupid things I bought that don't matter anymore. What do you want me to do? There's going to be nine things I'm going to ask you to commit to. Nine things. If you get nothing out of this and you leave after this, this is what I want you to do. No order of importance, number one. You ready? Focus aggressively on top-line revenue. Focus aggressively on top-line revenue, which means more commission dollars in. Focus aggressively on top-line revenue. You've got to earn more revenue, more dollars coming in. You've got to stop thinking about, you with me, guys? Well, you know, I got like, you know, foreign escrow, and I've never really had foreign escrow, and that's like $40,000. And you have $80,000 in debt, which means you have no money. You need to be thinking to yourself, there's an $86 billion play. In Europe, $120 billion play. 
Someone in your marketplace is earning three, four, five times you are, and they are not running a business like you. Focus on top-line revenue. That top-line number, you want it to be big. You with me on this? Last year, we talked about the million dollars, adding it or getting to it. This year, we have clients that are making six, seven, eight, ten million dollars a year selling houses. Guys, you are sitting on a gold mine getting excited about little flakes inside some vodka. Hey, if you're running a business... If you're running a business, the first thing you look at is, how much revenue am I bringing? And number two, write this down, you ready? Adopt a ruthless focus on ROI. A ruthless focus on return on investment. You have to demand of yourself, your team, your partners, your marketing dollars, everything you're doing, a ruthless focus. I will spend the dollar if I can make two, but I'd rather spend it if I can make five. But I'm not going to have anything in my business I'm doing or spending money on where I can't say, here is the ROI. You with me? Return on investment. Turn to your buddy and say, this is your business. It is irresponsible for you to say, I'm spending $10,000 a month on Zillow and I'm making all this money. What's your ROI? If you can't say to me, three, four, seven, I'm on Boomtown, eight, whatever it is, it is irresponsible. The irresponsible person gets disciplined in the new economy. Number three, write this down. You got to maximize every lead in your database. You got to maximize every lead in your database. Every lead in your notes, write this down. Every person in your database has an LTV. Has an LTV. And you want to know what is the LTV of every person in your system. LTV is lifetime value. Lifetime value. What is the lifetime value of every person inside my system? every person inside my CRM. When you stop thinking about being excited at six or 7% conversion of your database and start to recognize that they know people all over the world that are doing transactions and you're not tapping into it, I'm over 10 out of 100 being great. I think it should be like 40 out of 100 because the people you know and the service you provide, they know that you're the one that's gonna connect them with agents all over the world. You've got to start having this mindset that even the person that you met at an open house four years ago that you've been dripping on has an LTV. And the cold lead that came in that said Mickey Mouse at 1-800-SCREW-YOU, but you got a phone number anyway through some system, that person that you're dripping on and following up and bringing value for, that person has value. Every relationship matters. Number four, write this down. You ready? Trim the stupid spending. Trim the stupid spending. You have too much shit. Trim the dumb spending. How many of you know what I'm talking about? I'm not saying go cheap. I'm saying to you, the things you buy for emotional reasons because in the moment you didn't feel good, that stuff is a bad idea. I've been, see, I've been preaching this to the internal full-time employees of my company, telling them, it doesn't matter what you make, it matters what you save. And I've been telling them, I say it like this, stop spending your money on dumb shit. And they walk around saying, stop spending your money on dumb shit. Right? I didn't need that third Starbucks, you know, coffee cup because it said San Diego on it. <laughs> I'm like, and you live in Fullerton. Like, who cares? 
And you say, but Tom, does that matter? I mean, it was only a $3 coffee mug. Does it really matter? What's the answer? It matters. Every decision you make matters. I'm not asking you to become like my, you know, closest friend on the planet, Kirk Kessel, that has every dollar he's ever earned, ever, ever, ever. But somewhere in between stupid spending, living off a little bit less, and recognizing I'm stockpiling cash is the mindset. When you get a little depressed, the deal goes sideways, where you would normally go out and buy something to make yourself feel better for 14 and a half seconds. Instead, go to your database and call 10 more people. Look at the next one. You ready? It gets more intense. Number five, you need more forced savings accounts. You need to stop getting the check because most of you have proven to be extremely irresponsible. You get the check and you think you're rich and then you spend it all and then you have no more checks and then you're poor again. And some of you do this at $800,000 a year in income. And some of you do it at $80,000 a year in income. Number six, you ready? Consolidate all debts. Do it now while no one else is paying attention and the rates are more favorable. Don't attempt to consolidate debts in 18 months, in 20 months, in 22 months, you consolidate the stupid debts now. Look at number seven, you ready? Along the same lines, get your lines of credit now. Get your lines of credit in order now. Don't go blow it, don't go use it all. Get your lines of credit so when the world makes its little adjustment and Richard, all of a sudden opportunities are showing up, you got the line of credit, you got your cash, you're ready to go attack. What most people do is when they're desperate, they start looking for money. Who gives you, like when was the last time a desperate person went, I'm really desperate, man, I don't do anything, I'm totally undisciplined, but you loan me money? No, you walk in now and you bring in two or three commission checks and you're like, yeah, I want to make a deposit, had a pretty good week, and hey, who do I talk to about a line of credit? But first, here, let's deposit these, these three commission checks. You with me on this? And you start to work your relationships with your banks now. Look at the next one, number eight. Super important. You ready? Build your investor list now. Build your investor list now. It is really hard to be an investor in private equity today, in commercial real estate today. The market is so tight. The cap rates are so tight. When you become the person that has the deal flow and the investors, you're taking a piece of the action on everything and you're helping those investors and you change your life. But if right now, if I called you and said, Byron, I have a deal, I need a million dollars cash, the million will give us a $200,000 return in 90 days, do you have the million bucks, let's go? If you're like, who makes all the money, guys? Where's all the money, where's all the real money made? The people that have it, that can make the investments to do the deals, get your investor list together. And the last one, number nine, you ready? Simple one, know your most profitable transaction. What is the most profitable transaction you do today? What is the most profitable transaction you do today? Do you guys want to know what it is? I take a listing and I sell it myself. I take a listing and I sell it myself. The single most profitable transaction you should do. Now the question is, how many of those are you doing? How many of those are you doing? So now do me a favor very quickly. I want you to debrief with your neighbor. I want you to tell them of the nine, 
which are the two or three that you got to lock in on and maybe do a pinky promise and create some accountability around? Share with your neighbor right now. Of the nine, what do you need to do? Go. Here's what's great, my friends. When I have two of my personal longest clients just grab me and go, this is actually making me a little bit nervous. This is like that old line, please real estate God, give me one more good market and I promise not to piss it away. <laughs> and yet, you know, money bags over here, Maxine and Marty, I'm like, listen, we gotta get serious about this. You gotta stop screwing around making $4 million a year. You're part-time, let's go. My friends, money matters, yes or no? And business, business is about the revenue you bring in. And in case you're thinking, well, you're just so money-oriented. No, this is what I know from one of my longtime mentors, Jim Rohn. Your income is in direct correlation to the value you deliver to the market. You deliver a ton of value, you make a fortune. You don't deliver value that is, has a degree of separation that has people surprised and delight, you don't make the money. It's that simple. It's not the government. It's not your parents. Call them and say, I'm sorry, right? Get over it. It's you. Turn to your buddy and say, it's my business. Now, if you're talking to your spouse, you could say it's our business just in case. All right. Major point number three. You guys ready to write? Easy one. Write down, business is math. Business is math. How many of you are a self-identified artist, say I? Artists, like myself, hello, my name is Tom and I am an artist, right? We like to express ourselves, we like to have fun, we like to deal with people, we're not really organized with paperwork, I buy all the software, I don't use any of it. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? And then you have the more quantitative person who is like living and breathe, like they're like, if they really want to have sex with their spouse, they're like, hey, I've got some spreadsheets and I lit some candles, right? And like, the, oh yeah, baby, right? Here's the thing, you ready? I am an artist. The data is now a part of my expression. Try that one on artists. The data actually allows me to express my art even more effectively. Today, we operate as a company. We are a data-driven, consensus-based meritocracy. Data first. What does the data tell us? Consensus. What do we all collectively believe? Because it's a we thing, how we operate. Meritocracy, how we govern. Now, I'm going to make a bold statement. There are two kinds of business people. You ready? People that track their numbers and people that don't. People that know their cost per sale and people that don't. People that know what their daily number is and people that don't. People that can pull a piece of paper from their you know, back pocket and say, I'm at 27 deals closed and pending, I've generated $285,000 in commission, and my three most profitable transactions are bing, 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 I've got this many leads, this is what's going on, and they still look like an artist. Can you do both, yes or yes? yes? Look up here, guys. Say to your next listing, I'm not that good with numbers. <laughs> Just try that one on. Say that to your first time buyer. I'm kind of unorganized, I'm good with people, the whole contract thing, ugh. 
Say that to a client. What are they going to say? I have to change the air in my tires. I'll be back, right? Like, you're gone, baby. Now, I know if I can become a little numbery, a whole bunch of you got a shot. On the flip side, some of you that are so numbers-driven, it's time to loosen up a little bit. Put a smile on your face. Take a Xanax, whatever you got to do. Chill. So write down the following. You ready? Three things. Number one, what's my daily number? So for those of you that have never experienced this with me before, let me explain. Ready? Here's what I want you to get. Your daily number, here's the formula, so just jot it down. All my coaching members, you should know this. The daily number formula is, what is my goal for the number of transactions I want to do? So let's, I'm just using easy numbers. I want to do uh, 10 transactions, right? Which none of you do because you want to do at least 25, but I'm not that good at adding. Every 40 people you talk to, you should make a sale. That is the most important number no one ever told you when you got in this business. Hey, welcome to real estate. By the way, this business is actually rather mathematical. Every 40 people you talk to, you'll make a sale. So if you call the same person 40 times, that doesn't work. <laughs> and wouldn't this have been great if on the real estate test it said, there are two kinds of people, people that you know and people that you don't know. Which group is bigger? So guess what? In business, you got to talk to the people that you know, and you got to talk to people that you don't know. And by the way, there's equal opportunity in both. And there's a mathematical formula. When combined together, every 40 people you talk to, you sell a house. But I've got members inside this room that say, no, no. My buddy Tim Smith, number one in the world for Coal Banker, $500 million in sales last year. With his team, every 17 people they talk to, they open an escrow. And their average sales price, by the way, figured out, is about $2 million bucks. You know what, if I was Tim, I'd be pissed every day that the team wasn't talking to 17 people. How about you guys? Say to me, my business is math. Now, you might be new. You might be in a marketplace where you know no one. You're completely starting over. Is the number 40 still apply? Maybe not. It's a benchmark, though. I'm going to start tracking at 40. What if it's 52? What if it's 73? What if it's 105? Change my script, change my mindset, change my approach, change the time that I do it. I start making those adjustments, and all of a sudden, it's at 51. Do you guys, I want you to imagine for a moment, can I stand right here? I want you to imagine for a moment how insanely great it is for an artist to know every 87 people I talk to, I open up an escrow and my average commission is $10,000. And now I'm like this, no, awesome, no, cool, not at this time, great. I get to around 86 and I'm like, hey baby. We're getting it on, like it's me and you. Because what happens is, guys, you go from this, I have no idea what's going to happen next, every day is a roll of the dice, to suddenly, hey, you know what? My daily number is 7, it's 8, it's 16, it's 22, and now every day I live inside my CRM, I make my contacts, I follow up on my clients, I stay in communication, and what happens is like that snowball coming down the mountain, 
it starts out like a little pebble. And by around April, it's really big. And then when you get to June and July, it's monstrous. And by the end of the year, you're walking in the bank and they're going, hey, we know you're going to get a trophy for your production, but we just want to say congratulations. You deposited a lot of checks. Look at your buddy and say, the business is math. Look at your buddy and say, even for us artists. What you get to do if you're an artist is track your numbers in different colors. Make a pretty board. Everyone gets a stamp and a sticker and a unicorn. All the anal people right now are like, no, just Excel spreadsheet, it's way easier. So you ready? Here are the five things you have to commit because you're running a business to become undisruptible to stockpile the cash. Here's the five things you need to know every day. How many conversations did I have? How many conversations did I have about real estate? How many times in a month does someone say to you, hey, you're in real estate? How in the market? How many times do you guys get that? A lot, right? Do those conversations count? Heck, how many of you like drink coffee or whatever? You drink something. Who drinks something? Right? Keeping it very generic. You could stand in Starbucks, wear your company name badge, open up your laptop, put a headset on, fake like you're doing a transaction, and more people come through Starbucks than your open houses ever. And if you just stand there and say, okay, I'll be right over. Yeah. Hey, by the way, did I leave the sign at your house when I listed your home? All right, well, I'm going to come back and we'll get it all organized. I'll send you the paper. We're going to get this done. Thanks, mom. I really appreciate it. Click. <laughs> Don't do that. But you know what I mean. <laughs> Guys, remember the conversation. Your identity shapes your beliefs and your beliefs shape your behavior. If I identify myself as someone of service that brings value, I want to talk to everyone. You with me? But if I identify myself as someone that's a little bit nervous and I'm a little bit shy and I don't really like people, you picked a weird freaking business to go into. You with me? Like, you may need to go back and become a psych major and work on yourself. Look at your buddy and say, this is my business. So, what do you do? You take the number of transactions and you times it by 40. You with me? The number of transactions, times it by 40, and then you divide it by nine months, which is what you actually work. You divide it by nine months. Is everybody with me on this? Because you take holidays off, you get sick, you know, something goes haywire, life happens. So you front load the conversations for the first nine months to be more, to build the muscle, to build the confidence and get that snowball going. Then you take that number, nine months, let's just say it's a thousand. So we all know it's like, you know, whatever that number is divided by nine months, that would be hard, like a hundred and something. And then you divide it by 21 days, 21 days in a month. What about an open house? What if I do an open house and like I talk to 22 people? That sounds like a good day. Well, what if I'm getting like leads, you know, coming to me? What if I go do a bank day with Bank of America and I talk to like 16 people in my community? Those are 16 conversations, yes? Do all those count, yes? What if I get an email from a lead and I respond to them and we're engaged in an email conversation? Does that count? Yes. What if somebody's texting me, hey, I was referred to you and I'm thinking about and what do you know and you have a texting conversation in 2018. Does that sound like prospecting in 2018? What's the answer? Yes. 
And then you're walking down the street and someone goes, hey, how's the market? What's going on? What's happening? Is that a conversation? All those numbers get tracked. But here's the kicker. You ready? You divide it by 21 and then half to your database, half to new. Half to your database, half to new. Tom, I'm new and I don't have a database. All to new. You with me? It's all, if you have no database, they're all new. You move to a new location, they're all new. Now we're going to get into who to call and when and all that stuff's going to be covered. But the first thing is you got to get this. Most of you in this room to do 25 transactions, heads up. It's like eight conversations a day. Four to your database, four new. Now I don't know what else you're doing with your time. But if you're not pumping the well and bringing in the opportunity, you ain't running a business. Guys, if you own a gas station, is it open one day a week for an hour? Do you guys get the metaphorical example? Well, I was, I was really busy last week. I was only able to make my calls for like one hour, and it was Tuesday at like 7 in the morning when no one was able to answer. You were owning a gas station. You were open for one hour a week at an odd time when no one shows up. That's a really interesting business move. My buddy has a new way, and instead of saying like, you're a dumbass, he says, that's really unique. <laughs> so if you hear me, I have no idea. If you hear me say, that's really unique this week, you'll know that's code for dumbass. That, that's like anybody, who's here from the South? Well, bless your heart. <laughs> the first time somebody said that to me, I was like, you just told me I'm a dumbass. <laughs> All right, you ready? Here's the list. Number of conversations. Number of leads, number of conversations, number of leads, number of appointments, number of contracts signed, and number of closings. Those five numbers you're going to burn into your brain. You should, I should be able to call you at 3 o'clock in the morning and say, where are you at close and pending? I'm at 27 close and pending. How many conversations? Hold on, let me grab my phone. I've already talked to 1,994 people, resulting in 47 appointments. And here's da 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 da. Make sense? Turn to your buddy and say, This is my business. All right, let's go to the next one. You ready? Now we're going to get a little deeper. You ready? I want you to build a tech enabled service business. You're going to build a tech enabled service business. A tech-enabled service business. There are three core pieces of technology you must have in place in the clouds so you can be in Europe and the business can still be touched by you. You can be wherever you want in the world and the business can still be touched by you. Who was selling real estate 20 years ago? Say I. Remember how much fun it was to travel with your fax machine? Oh, honey, i got to pack the fax machine because I've got six deals going. And what if the hotel doesn't have a fax machine? The world's changed a lot, my friends. That little device called your phone is extremely remarkable. Three things you must have in place. You ready? Number one, a CRM with a dashboard. 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 A dashboard, ideally, that your coach can see. Now watch this, guys. Would it shock you to hear, so we're in the coaching business, 230, 250 people every single month sign up for, hey, I was referred by, saw your reviews, whatever, yada, yada, yada. And we do a lot of marketing, as you may have noticed. And 230, 250 people, 64% of them, hey, what CRM are you on? I don't have one. 
Are they running a business? Now, God bless them. They're joining us. We're going to get them right. 64, and worse, of that 64%, 18% of said, yeah, I have my phone. Well, what software are you running on that phone that you can bucket and organize and run campaigns and do programs? And then they immediately see, all my coaching members say I. For the longest time, what is the single most annoying question we get on the Facebook pages? What CRM do you recommend? That actually should have been a meme for a while in our word, right? What CRM? You got to have a CRM. Number two, ready? You got to have back-end transaction management. The back-end transaction management. You know, Dotloop, WolfNet. There's all these solutions, you know, that help you manage the process of the listing to the closing. If you're doing any of this by memory, you're screwed. How many of you have seen this little piece where they say, a goldfish has the attention span of nine seconds and a human being has the attention span of seven? Now, I don't know about you guys, but I don't want to run a business by memory. I don't want to have to remember anything. Everything is in the system. Everything is in the clouds. I'm watching. I'm observing. I can touch it anytime. Four o'clock in the morning, log in, see what's going on. I never want to be like this. Oh my God, we just got this listing. Now what should we do this time? That's a bad choice. Yes or yes, guys. Okay, which leads me to the third one. Write down project management. Project management. The do, doing, and done board. The tasks list. Trello, all of these tools in the clouds that enable you and your coach to say, where are we at? What are we doing? What's going on? What's been done? How are we managing listing launch? How are we managing the new open escrow? How are we managing post-closing transaction? All the systems that we talk about have got to be inside the software. But if you're running a business and you're running it by design and this is your business and you are passionate about it, you are already tech enabled. And now you're trying to figure out how do I optimize and operationalize to make sure that everybody in my business is working in unison so all the data is correct and we can make intelligent decisions. Oh my goodness, we're down to 27 conversations, no longer 40. How do we step on the gas and do even more? Look at the next one. What are you guys on? Number five, write down if I'm going to become undisruptible, I've got to build the marketing Parthenon. I've got to build the marketing Parthenon. Who has been to Greece before? Just say I. Did you go to the Parthenon? How long has that little building been around? A couple thousand years? I'd like you to consider the Parthenon. You know what that is? That is a house made of bricks. It has gone through multiple world wars, an unlimited number of people trying to conquer it, fires, destruction, everything going on, volcanoes. And yet, here it stands, the test of time. That is the type of business we want to build, and marketing pillars is the solution. I want you to write down the following. You ready? This is what we know, very quickly. If you're sitting in this room or on the live cast and you have only three ways you generate clients, only three ways. I work my database kind of with no CRM. I do open houses if somebody has a listing and every now and then somebody gives me a relocation deal. If that's how you're running your business, look up here. 
Look up here. You're done when the market changes. You will be one of the four or 500,000 that in seven, eight, nine, the big bad market blew you away. You've got to build the pillars so when things adjust, these five are hitting, these two stopped, add these two more. My business, I mitigated the risk. Does that make sense, guys? So I want you to write down the new norm is six plus. The new norm is six plus drivers of marketing and lead generation. I'm not talking campaigns. I mean, we do open houses and it brings in 15 transactions. We're on Zillow and it brings in 32 transactions. We do our geographic farm and it averages 19 transactions. We work our database and it's 30 transactions. That each one of these systems is bringing in a healthy number of transactions. That's a business, my friends. That's a business. Turn to your neighbor right now and be super honest. Do you have enough marketing pillars today in your business to be undisruptible when the big, bad market comes blowing? You ready? I'm on number six. Now, I understand this is going to be contrarian to what I've said before, so listen up. It's not about transactions. It's about being the agent of trust. It's not about transactions. For those of you that are just deal junkies, it's about making the connection, being the authority, and being the agent of trust. Being the one that they call every time. You may have done an exceptional transaction and the experience was great, but if you didn't connect with them, if you didn't become someone they wanted to turn to, if you didn't establish the authority and the connection, in my opinion, you lost and you do not understand lifetime value. The game, guys, is we're going to do a lot of transactions, but it's going to result in a tremendous number of relationships. So I wrote down the following, you ready? In your notes, the strategy of preeminence. The strategy of preeminence. In 1991, Kenny, working with my dad, I get an audio cassette. Who remembers audio cassettes? You guys remember audio, something like Zach, Google audio cassettes. They were these really cool plastic devices, kind of the size of your phone, and you put them into something and you could like rewind it and forward. It was fantastic. And what I listened to that day was a live recording, not really well done in terms of sound quality, of this guy, Jay Abraham, talking about the strategy of preeminence. And here's what he said. I'm going to show you how to position yourself and your team and your brand as the most respected, most knowledgeable, most connected, best marketer, best negotiator, and most likable agent in your town. But the note that I want you to write down is this. You ready? Am I clear on my value proposition? Am I clear on my value proposition, Becky, for buyers and for sellers, right? for first-time buyers, for move-up buyers, for an expired listing or for sale by owner? Am I clear on my value proposition for somebody in my farm versus somebody that I get referred to because the value prop and the needs and the pain associated with that client are different? Becky, not all leads are the same. 
Some need to be treated this way. Some need to be shown that. Some want reviews. Some don't care, right? It's understanding your value proposition. Now, let's go to the next one. Mastering the game of conversion. Do you guys want some inside baseball? Let's go to the next point. Do you want some inside baseball? Okay. I'm going to give you some numbers that I was given permission to share meaning like, you know, somebody had to sign off and an attorney and I had to sign waivers and all that shit. You ready? From a little company called Zillow. I said, you know, four or five years ago, you guys started this pack program where you guys were like taking over the leads. Now you've been doing it for a while. Can you share some numbers? You want to write down these three numbers. Listen up. You ready? Number one, they have a 95% contact 95% contact on every lead that comes in. 95% contact on every lead that comes in. Do you know what it was prior to them doing this? When you guys were responsible for it? When you guys were responsible for it, they had a 40% contact. Try this on for me. Who has Netflix? Ready? The next time you go to Netflix, if it only works 50% of the time, how often do you go to Netflix? Think about what I just said. The next time you go to an Uber and it doesn't work 50% of the time, at what point will you be thinking yellow cab? If you went to Amazon and you tried to buy something and only 50% of the time the package actually showed up, at what point would you say, this is stupid? They made the switch. They've got 95%, but look at the next two numbers. You ready? They're connecting agents in just over a minute now. Now, I don't know if you guys know the numbers, but we're talking about millions of conversations that they're now connecting in under, or excuse me, just over a minute. But here's the most important one I want you to think about. 85% show rate on appointments scheduled. Hey, your agent is not available right now. Why don't I schedule a time Tuesday at 4 o'clock? Would that be a good time for you? 15, 20 minutes from now, an hour from now, whatever it may be. 85% show rate. You know what that tells me, guys? Write this in your notes. We are in the on-demand economy. We are in the on-demand economy. We are in the on-demand economy. And since I'm running a business, if I'm not prepared to be on-demand, they will find someone else. Now, I'm going to give you one, two, three, four, five stats from a little company called Agentology that is going to make you freak. Are you guys ready? Okay. Somebody tell me right now, when did the most leads come in in your office? When did the most leads come in? Saturday morning. Between 5 and 8. On what day? What are the three best days of the week? What percentage of your leads come in after midnight? What percentage of your leads come in after 8 p.m.? Where's Gary Gold? Gary, remember when you sold Russell Peters, the comedian, a house? What time did did that lead come in, Gary? 11 p.m. at night. A guy named Russell Peters, a pretty funny comedian, and he was in London, and Gary was in Beverly Hills. And did he buy a house from you? Hold on, though. He goes, I'm on my third transaction with him right now. Because how fast after the lead came in at 11 p.m., How fast did you follow up? 11.01. But now here's the deal. Do I want you answering the phone at 11.01? How many of you have a spouse or significant other? Raise your hands really high. Let me give you anti-Viagra for male and female. Checking your leads at 11.01. 
There are better things to be doing. If you got energy, use it in other ways. So I want you to write down agentology, and let me give you five stats you need to be aware of. Dan, listen to this. So agentology, you know, they're managing for all of you, right, 100,000 plus leads a month. Zillow leads, Trulia leads, Realtor.com leads, all these leads coming in for you guys. Write down 31% of leads after 8 p.m. So 31% of the leads that are coming in are after 8 p.m. You know when you're drinking? Or maybe more importantly, doing homework with your kids? Or maybe you're on a date with your spouse? Or you're prospecting and you're on Tinder? I don't know. Now here's the next one, you ready? 45% of their 100,000 plus leads that are coming in per month come in, David, after 5 p.m. 45% of the leads come in after 5 p.m. When you're on a listing appointment or you're skating with your son or you know what I mean? Like that's what's going on today, guys. But we're in this on-demand experience economy where Netflix has to work 100% of the time. And when I hit go on Amazon, the package it shows up every time. Here's the third one. You ready? 22% of all the leads came in after midnight. 22% of all their leads came in after midnight. I don't want you answering the phone after midnight. I want you sleeping. I want you resting. Have your sleep cycle app on. Get your five REMs. Like, get yourself healthy. But look at this, you ready? This is where you gotta pay attention. 3 p.m. to 6 p.m. is the single highest lead flow time. 3 p.m. to 6 p.m. is the single highest lead flow time. 3 p.m. to 6 p.m. is the single highest lead flow time. And the last one, write down Monday, Thursday, and Sunday. Monday, Thursday, and Sunday are the busiest days of lead flow. Monday, Thursday, and Sunday are the busiest days of lead flow. So I wrote down some questions for you as you're thinking about making your business unstoppable. How do you identify now recognizing the time that leads are coming in? Well, I don't want to work during those hours. Okay. Who are you going to get to do it? Because remember, the consumer has lots of choices, yes or yes, guys. And we see all the NAR stats, and I don't want to misquote this. Uh, my friend who's the uh, CMO of Century 21 recently shared with me, you know, it's like 87% of the consumers go with the first agent they connected with. You guys all heard that stat? But here's the more interesting one. 64% of them were disappointed with the experience. So they went, you know what they did? They settled for the first agent they dealt with. They settled for the first agent. And the more interesting stat, and I'll, I'm, I'm going to misquote the number maybe by a data point. Jeff, it went something like this. 40% said they'd rather have a root canal than ever talk to the agent again. 40%. Don't shoot me. It's the chief marketing officer of a little company called Century 21. So I wrote down the following. You ready? Knowing what I know now. Knowing what I know now, I see these numbers, I'm running my business, I want to be, un, you know, I want to be undisruptible, like this is my time. I wrote down, ready? What new tech, what new people, and what new follow-up plan? What new tech, what new people, and what new follow-up plan? What new tech, what new people, and what new follow-up plan? What new tech do I need? You know, the lead comes in, bomb, bomb video automatically sent. Hi, I'm Tom Ferry with Banana Real Estate. Thank you so much for visiting my website. 
and, you know, requesting some information on, you know, buying or selling real estate. I'm currently unavailable right now, but if possible, I'd like to talk to you sometime tomorrow between, whatever it is, right? How many of you guys know BombBomb? Raise your hands really high. Whoa, how many of you guys use BombBomb? Holy crow, congratulations, you and me both. So check this out autoresponders, right? Or maybe it's a solution where somebody else follows up on the lead for you. Maybe it's a people, someone that you hire. But you guys got to get this. If I truly am running a business and I recognize that lifetime value for every possible relationship and you don't know who that person is that's reaching out to you, they may say they want to buy that, you know, Winnebago not on wheels for 41000 but maybe they're an investor that owns 600 properties and they're just thinking they're going to scoop that one up and you can connect with them and become their agent for life. Every conversation matters. So... What new tech, what new people, and what new follow-up plan is going to be required for you to be relevant in the on-demand economy? Relevant in the on-demand economy. So do me a favor. Tell your buddy right now, what is one decision you're going to make today to be more relevant in the on-demand? You're going to be Amazon and Netflix, not some ding-ding agent. Tell your buddy right now, what's one decision you're going to make? Go. So the last one, number eight. By the way, how many of you are thinking to yourself, if you spend an hour a day working on your business for the next 18 months, you can button up these things and get it all together? How many of you are thinking that? Say I. Right? And I actually, it's funny, I was presenting this recently to my wife, my business partner. We started multiple companies together. She's brilliant. She said at the end, she goes, Tom, but what's the worst case scenario? The market stays the same. Everything goes great. What's the worst? Their business is going to be rock solid. They're going to be making a fortune. I said, I know. But guess what we know? Markets go up and markets go where? Now, the good news is no one is talking about a recession like 2006, 7, 8, 9. They're more so saying, hey, we're going to have 3 to 4% moderate improvement in pricing. But everybody is saying a recession, not a housing crisis by 2020, 2021. So what do we got to do? Run our business, stockpile cash, get our systems tight, be more tech-enabled, understand the lifetime value of our customers, start taking this thing just a little more seriously because when shit gets weird, everybody else falls apart and we dominate. That's the game. So here's the last one. You ready? Number eight. Write down the following. You got to scale the business with a team. You got to scale the business with a team. You got to scale the business with a team. You got to scale the business with a team. And in my mind, my friends, there are three, three types of teams only. Three types of teams only. You ready? You, your manager broker, the internal team that you're going to give all of your business to and be super comfortable with your commission split. You with me? You guys provide all these services. I'm giving you everything, but we're working together symbiotically. So that's an obvious solution. But see, there's too many gypsies in real estate. Do you guys know gypsies in real estate? I'm switching companies again. Why? I don't know. I got bored. I got a flat tire, switch companies. And you abuse your real estate broker. You abuse that relationship. And I want to turn that light on you guys. Ready? Wherever you go, remember this. There you are. 
So if you are a cynical knucklehead who's not doing their work, it doesn't matter where you go. You guys with me on this? I would much prefer to get a deeper relationship where I'm at and connect on that level with the internal transaction team, with the management team, and make it right. That's your first option. The second option, you ready? Let me just make it easy. SEAL team or scaled team? Let's call it SEAL team or large team. Those are the two other options. A SEAL team. Now many of you, how many of you identify with SEAL team? Killer assistant, one salesperson on the team, a marketing director, everybody's cross-trained, and you guys and gals are like ninjas. You show up dressed in black, you got the hoods on, what the? But here's the deal, guys. The SEAL team can sell 70, 80, 100 homes a year. Here's what's got to be in place. You ready? You have to have a rock star administrator. A rock star administrator who is the yin to your yang. You got to have the rock star administrator. And here's what they do. Everything. Everything other than follow up, prospect, go on appointments and negotiate. They do everything. You touch nothing. You're bad at it. Have you seen the marketing you tried to create? Should I take the funnel from here or from here? Get all that stuff off your plate. Your only job is to follow your, pr- your plan. Prospect, lead, follow up, go on appointments and negotiate. Plan. That's it. Everything else, your lead administrator, they manage for you. Then I wrote down the following. You've got to have a second agent on your team for coverage for coverage. So when you go on vacation, someone else can go take the listing. Someone else can go help the client. Someone else can answer the questions that only a licensed agent professional could answer. So you're not on vacation with your laptop open, negotiating all these deals. You're comfortable handing it to that junior partner or partner, whatever you choose to call them. But the kicker is, write down the following. You ready? You got to have someone handling your marketing. You got to have somebody handling your marketing. Most of you have figured out You know you need to do videos. You know you need to do social. You know you got to put it out right. You got to have all the bit.ly links, all the connections, Google Analytics. Everything has got to be right and tight. And if you're in this room trying to figure out how you should do it, that is the wrong question. It is who should do it. Because it's not you, my friends. Does that make sense? And then the last one, write down the following, which is that large sales team. What if I told you there are real estate teams today with over 100 people on their team? working for a traditional real estate brokerage with a hundred sales agents on their team. Think about that for a second. You know what they figured out? Their value proposition, their marketing, their culture, how they operate together, their systems, and now they're able to scale it and have 15, 18, 20, 80, 100 in multiple cities around the country. That's what's happening in real estate today, my friends. Now, my question for you is this. Every one of you in this room, this is not a solo career. This is a team sport. You guys with me on this? It is impossible to have a high-performing sales business doing 25-plus transactions a year and having a life and having to do everything yourself. Hey, guys, how many of you have someone you love? Anybody got multiple people you love? How can you impact their life more? You commit and you make your business, not your entire life, 
But when you give it, you give it everything you got. And you know what happens? You transform the lives of everyone else around you. You playing small, half-ass here, half-ass there, level two here, level three there. Where does that get you? Where does that get you? Think about it. You should go upstairs to your room and you should look in the mirror and you should be like, who are you? What are you committed to? How many times I've had that conversation with myself in 2007 when the world was falling apart and I said, I know what I'm going to do. I'm not going to take a paycheck for three years. How exciting. This is my business. But when all my competition crumbled, we built. We innovated. We adjusted. I ate the dog food every single day. You want to know why? Because my family, my children, what was I going to show them if I wasn't willing to fight for it. You gotta wanna fight for it, people. You with me on this? This is your business. This impacts your legacy. This is not all of it, but it's a big chunk of it. This is how you change the family, the family dynamic forever. Let me tell you what's gonna happen. We're gonna do a little work in a minute. I got one more little exercise for you. But I want you to stop right now, and I want you to decide prioritize, decide, prioritize, and commit. So I want you to go through the eight. You ready? The eight sound like this. You're going to go at your list and you're going to say, okay, he's telling me I have got to build a brick house. Is it I'm running a business? Is it I'm stockpiling cash? Is it my business is math and I'm tracking and measuring everything? Is it I'm tech-enabled service? Is it the marketing Parthenon? Is it I'm an agent of authority and trust? I'm not just a transactional agent. I'm a relationship agent. Is it I've mastered the game of conversion? Or is it time to build the team? I want you to decide what are your priorities and what is the time frame? Take two minutes and do it right now. So there you have it, the eight rules. So the question for you is, what are you going to do? This is certainly one of those you're probably going to want to listen to two or three times. Reflect back. Don't jump into anything fast. Don't say, oh my goodness, seven, that's it for me. No, instead, take a breather, chill, think, get strategic, go back and look at your vision. Where do you want your business to be in the next three to five years, right? How many transactions? What's the volume? What does it look like? What's the mission of your business? And make sure that as you choose something that is going to be extremely strategic, how you're going to position yourself as an example, it's really important that you think about your vision, your mission, the lifestyle you want, the customers you want, and then create a plan and take massive action. So, Thank you so much for listening, and I can't wait to talk to you next week. Take care. If you want more information about this episode, including my show notes, mentions, links, and everything else, make sure you visit tomferry.com slash podcast. That's tomferry.com slash podcast. Thanks again, and talk to you soon.